Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery and today I'm excited to have the founders of Avrani, Rushi Roy, uh, who is a first generation Indian American uh, who is to make skincare at home with a mother. Uh, and she started Avrani in 2017 to offer clean, effective cosmetics rooted in Asian uh, beauty rituals. Um, and uh, and the other co-founder is Justin Silver, who is a former consumer investor and operator at Tatcha, uh, which was acquired by Unilever for $500 million. And Justin leads the team as CEO focused on operations, HR and supply chain. Uh, uh, Justin has done his MBA uh, from Wharton and uh, so has Rushi. Uh, welcome to the show, Justin and Rushi. Thank you for having us. Thanks so We're much. Excited to be speaking with you about Avrani. Awesome. So, uh, so Rushi, you uh, you're a first generation Indian uh, American, uh, and you've done your MBA. You know what made you start Avrani? Uh, you know, since you've just graduated out of Wharton. Yeah, of course. So I came to Wharton really to explore entrepreneurship. Um, I had grown up with my mother and aunts and grandmothers over visits to India every year, really creating a lot of the personal care treatments that you'd otherwise find in the store uh, at home in the kitchens with the ingredients like turmeric, almond oil, and neem that haven't yet been introduced or really celebrated in the U.S. for how potent and powerful they are for, for personal care. Uh, so when I, when I got to school and was um, evaluating the landscape of, of entrepreneurship opportunities, I had just so happened to meet Justin here on the second day. Um, and he also came from a finance background, similar to myself. And in discussing our prior experiences, he had shared with me uh, his experience with Tatcha, uh, which is that Japanese beauty brand that you had mentioned recently got acquired by Unilever. He was sharing with me that story about the founder bringing these Japanese secrets to the US. And it excited me in a way I, I quite honestly didn't expect because uh, we started talking about all these ancient Indian rituals that have also not been introduced to the US and are so sacred in our culture and in our traditions. So through that conversation, uh, we realized that I this was, this was it. This was the thing that we were going to start. And Justin was the perfect person to do it with me, given his supply chain and team scaling experiences in this specific industry, which I didn't have. So it was a very fortunate meeting. Uh, and we kicked off in getting started on Brani that fall of 2017 uh, in our first year at Warden. Oh, very nice. So, so it's been two years that you've been running uh, the business along with doing your MBA, is it? That's correct. We just graduated uh, in May, so a few months ago, and we actually launched the business uh, exclusively online last summer in June 2018. So we're rounding out on about a year and a half uh, of sales. Interesting. So, so Justin, you know, you've, you've come from a, from a private equity background and, uh, you know, before the, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I was talking to you about how did you get into uh, being an investor at Tatcha? So, you know, how, how was that experience and how did you become an investor with it? Yeah, of course. So I had worked at a firm called Beachwood Capital. We were the first institutional capital into Tatcha um, through a relationship with the founding team. And really, uh, what I learned is just 
how uh, incredibly interesting this industry was, how we were really helping um, you know, millions of women at the time uh, and building something that was a really powerful brand that resonated across cultures uh, in the U.S. and internationally. And I just fell in love with this business. Uh, and so, uh, you know, getting to work with founders like Vicky and Brad, who are, uh, you know, frankly, world-class uh, founders, uh, it has been the experience that's really helped guide me uh, and uh, everything we're doing here at Avrani. Got it. And, uh, uh, you know, you've been, uh, you know, part of uh, uh, skincare brands before uh, as well, but, uh, uh, you know, there, there seems to be a couple of uh, products which you've already launched, like, uh, I think, cleanser, toner, moisturizer, and eye serum, you know, uh, and uh, are these the four rituals uh, which uh, uh, the brand is associated with, or are you expanding into other uh, categories, beauty categories as well? Yeah, it's an outstanding question. Uh, so we see the you know, skincare as a really strong place to grow this uh, company. And there are there's significant product expansion that can happen uh, in skincare alone. Uh, as far as going into other verticals, we really want to remain true to the brand image. And we are all natural uh, and, and you know, about self-love and self-care. And so uh, although color cosmetics is appealing, it's not necessarily where we would want to grow the company uh, aligning with our, uh, with our brand message. And so we could certainly see uh, expansion within skincare, but also in hair care and in body care. Got it. And, and how do you source the, the products? Uh, are the products made in India or they, are they produced in US? All the products are handcrafted in the US. Um, our manufacturer is an elite clean beauty expert that works exclusively with brands that are developed uh, with only all natural ingredients. And we use the best of each ingredient uh, there is to offer. So for example, while the neem does come from South Asia, we source our honey from New Zealand uh, that has organic Manuka honey. It's the best quality to uh, maximize moisture and hydration to the skin. Uh, so our manufacturer is able to leverage their relationships globally to provide us with the best ingredients. Got it. And, uh, you know, looks like you, you have great gross margins. Um, uh, so how do you, uh, 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 where, where do you syndicate your, your products? Is it only available on your, on your website or do you use other retail shops and online marketplaces to sell your products? Yeah. So right now we sell uh, direct to consumer online. Uh, but we will, we are in the process right now of expanding that strategy. So uh, although online only, uh, we are looking at retail strategy with some of the larger U.S. retailers uh, that you certainly will know. And then a couple of uh, the kind of online, or sorry, TV shopping. And so things like QVC and Home Shopping Network, all of those are, uh, are in the works. Yeah, we, we're focused right now on building the brand awareness and recognition so that when we do expand our distribution strategy, we're well positioned to uh, succeed. So right now we are able to control our, uh, our voice and our marketing through online. And it's been amazing to see the community that has developed around it. Interesting. And again, I was wondering, how did you get your uh, first thousand users and what were the customer acquisition channels you were using since you were already studying at uh, Wharton? 
primarily social media. Social media has really helped uh, democratize this opportunity for us and gave us a channel to speak directly to people and showcase the brand and the pillars of the brand, what we stand for, our ingredients. And by leveraging Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Reddit, um, all, the, all the social media channels, uh, we were able to cast a wide net and luckily uh, the it resonated with the community and really generated an excitement that has exceeded our expectations. Got it. And, you know, you, you're there in the skincare and beauty category, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of competitors uh, who in this category, you know, uh, so I just wanted to understand who your competitors and or who's your target audience. Is it only South Asian uh, people there in US or, uh, you know, are, or, or are you targeting, uh, you know, women specifically? Can you just talk a little bit more about the competitors as well as your target audience? Sure. So we see this brand uh, really being something that all American women should be able to resonate with. Of course, the early adopter is going to be a South Asian American woman, uh, given that she's familiar with these ingredients or if she is at all uh, still connected with her culture, she's familiar with the turmeric mask or a coconut oil hair mask. Uh, this customer acquisition is the easiest for us because we are truly the first of our kind being a prestige version of the uh, modern Indian rituals. And so we're really excited by getting South Asian women excited by this, but similar to how uh, other beauty brands, uh, for example, Korean beauty, K-beauty as it's called, has really proliferated and transcended cultures in the US, we're, we're looking to accomplish the same thing. And now, as we think about the, the pillar of the brand being the sharing of these rituals and traditions, we're really excited to be able to educate other women on these ingredients and why they're so effective for the skin. Right. And uh, again, I was looking at uh, some of the acquisitions which, is, which has happened uh, recently in, in this industry, you know, beat, beat Tatcha and, and I think it's, there's another brand called Drunk uh, Elephant. Uh, so it's interesting that the, the multiples are uh, are pretty decent, but but do you think uh, the revenue multiple for a for a D two C brand or or a, or a skincare brand can be as good as say a software company? So I mean, we don't necessarily like to think of it like a, a software company or comparison to the different industries. But right. what we're seeing in the uh, you know skincare, beauty, cosmetics industry is a a a shift, right? Uh, you know, before in the '90s, 2000s, even um, the R&D was done in-house at these larger beauty brands. But what they cannot do is create brands uh, that are really resonating with consumers, and they don't have to because what we're seeing is a shift of the R&D budgets for these larger brands, whether it be L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, J and J, Unilever, shifting to M&A. Uh, and these mergers, these acquisitions that they're making makes a lot more sense as opposed to trying to, um, as opposed to trying to create a new brand. And then it's a coin flip as to whether or not that brand is successful. They can go out and acquire brands that have already connected deeply with their consumer are growing rapidly and they're able to pay that much higher multiple as you're talking about uh, because they own a lot of the, the, uh, traditional distribution channels. And so overnight, these brands are able, or these larger conglomerates 
are able to take the brands that they're acquiring, pump them through these distribution channels and multiply their revenue to three, four X. And so this highly acquisitive uh, industry uh, is really driven by this shift from R&D to M&A, which, uh, you know, really makes sense. And is something that, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about. Right. Interesting. So, you know, uh, uh, it looks like you've also raised uh, money from first round capital and general catalyst. So um, how did that funding uh, really happen uh, since you've, uh, you're just building out the, the company right now? I mean, it, we really owe it all to the Wharton network and the Wharton community. Uh, one of the best benefits of starting the company while we were at school, which frankly, we didn't quite appreciate until, until after the fact was the rich network of um, students and professors who were really behind us and believed in our vision and were able to connect us with the appropriate investors who are just as excited about the brand. Right, and and uh, and I think uh, the deal was also associated with Wharton Impact Venture Associates and 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 the, and the dorm room fund. Uh, what I realized is uh, the lot of uh, founders from uh, uh, you know the dorm room fund who've been part of uh, Forbes 30 under 30 uh, uh, this year and and you know, in 2020. Uh, yeah, so no, it's really incredible to see that. Uh, we're so excited uh, to be among all these amazing other founders. Interesting. And, you know, you also have a partnership with Shanti Bhavan School. So, uh, was that a, yeah. So was, was that a conscious decision to, uh, to, you know, donate the profits or, uh, you know, can, can you talk more about what is the par- partnership all about? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was a decision, actually, one of the earliest uh, decisions that Justin and I made as part of the original Avrani business plan back in October 2017, We wanted to ensure that there was some component of philanthropy as part of the business. It's just something that's very important to myself and Justin. And the Shanti Bhavan School is one of the most outstanding organizations in India and makes such a global impact really with the kind of work that they're doing. And Justin here has been involved uh, with the organization for over 10 years and knows the, the, the management team very well. And because of their success with educating you know, children from impoverished backgrounds, we felt very excited to contribute a portion of our annual proceeds to them. And we, we pledged to do so for the lifetime of the business. Right, and, uh, but is the company a B Corp where uh, you-, know, you uh... No, okay. no. Got it. And and looks like, you know, um, Avrani, what I figured out is uh, Rani is like, like the queen, uh, like a Hindi word for, for queen. And uh, mm-hmm. you've been focusing more on uh, female empowerment and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, looks like more than 50% of the company is, is, is owned by, by women. So, uh, mm-hmm. so why was that angle uh, used? Um, again, it's, it was very important to myself and Justin as we were thinking about what we wanted the brand to mean and the impact we wanted our company to have in the world. Uh, female empowerment was just so central to that and core to our messaging as well. As we think about skincare and natural ingredients for skincare, we realized that uh, in this current beauty industry climate, so many brands are profiting off of making women feel inadequate or 
making women aspire to beauty standards that are frankly uh, unattainable or um, ridiculous. And so one of the things that we wanted our company to stand for was uh, against the idea that women need to change anything about themselves to be beautiful. And yeah. by uh, delivering clean, effective skincare, we are elevating women's natural beauty and giving them that confidence to not need to uh, look to other beauty brands or makeup or cosmetics to cover up their faces. Got it. And uh, looks like you know you've uh, uh, you have four, four four or five different products. Um, can can uh, is it okay to talk about the revenue model and what are the kind of revenues you you're projecting the next uh, coming year? Yeah. So our revenue is uh, you know driven from the direct consumer side of things. And as we look forward to twenty twenty, uh, we're projecting over five million in revenue, uh, which you know is a great a great place for us to grow to uh, and will allow us to continue to bring the Avrani message of female empowerment, uh, self-love, self-care um, to as many women as we possibly can. Got it. And, uh, you know, you've uh, also used a crowdfunding platform uh, like Republic to, to raise uh, funding. Well, why was why did you use a crowdfunding platform since you've already raised funds from uh, some really weak uh, VC funds? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's two main reasons. The first is uh, going back to the Wharton Social Impact uh, Venture Group. They only invest through Republic and they have a great partnership with them where they've invested in a few businesses that have all been fully funded. And so uh, in order to become involved with that Wharton Social Impact Group, we needed to be on Republic. But the second side of things is around actually getting our consumers uh, and the people who are using our product, who want to uh, be part of the Avrani journey, involved not only as customers, but also as investors. And that is the incredible power of Republic. It allows actual people to put their dollars to work to be part of the Avrani journey. Uh, and now that, that is uh, you know, nearly a thousand people who are part of our company uh, and who are rooting for us, who are hoping for our success, who are recommending us to their friends, and as a consumer brand, uh, the Republic team has just done an incredible job of supporting us through that. So, uh, you know, we view it both as a way to get Wharton and the social impact venture group involved, but also as a way to connect with thousands of consumers um, as now not only users of our products, but actual investors as well. Right. And, and what is the goal uh, from, uh, you know, raising the fund from, from the public platform? What, what, what do you use to, uh, what do you, what is the plan to, uh, you know, use the money for? Yeah, the first, it's, it's three things. The first is R and D and that's to come up with, you know, incredible new products that are going to change the way women are using skincare in the U S today. Uh, right now we have nine products in research and development with two that are ready to go. And so continuing that R&D will allow us to create uh, world-class products. The next is on the team building side. As you've seen on Republic and, uh, and elsewhere, we have you know, myself, uh, Rushi, of course. We have our head of creative marketing. Uh, we have a chief of staff who is enabling everything to happen. And so we have a, a really powerful group of people here who are uh, really impactful and continuing to grow that team is going to be critical as our business grows. And the third is on the marketing side, uh, being able to bring our product to consumers in an intriguing, 
delightful, unique, powerful way is all uh, is all part of our plan for, of course, the rest of 2019, but through 2020 and beyond. And so uh, the R&D, the team building, and the marketing are really where that uh, fundraise is going to be going. Interesting. And um, I quickly want to do the, the top three um, uh, questions. So uh, do you, what is your favorite business book? Uh, you know, my favorite business book um, actually isn't about business at all. It's called The Examination. Oh, oh, oh we got Rushi over here just said I wish she was going to say that, yeah, exactly. but that's okay. That's okay. We can both business, business books. Um, it's called The Examination by Malcolm Boss. It's about uh, two young brothers trying to figure out what their paths in life are. And they're constantly trying to um, essentially fake it and uh, do what they're not great at. And it's only at the end of the book where uh, they both realize what their true passions are, what they're both great at, and they start doing them and uh, they excel. And so for me, you know, a lot of the Avrani journey is about my own personal journey and not necessarily doing uh, you know, the right things, but just doing what uh, was prestigious or what was uh, the next move. And so um, Avrani for me is really that right thing. And uh, it's, I, I recommend that book to anyone. It's a great read. Interesting. Yeah, so- yeah. Um, similarly, is not really a business book, but has everything to do with running the business. It's it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And uh, it's really about mindfulness and honoring the present and always being uh, thoughtful about the big picture as opposed to getting caught up in the details or getting frustrated with the uh, inevitable setbacks that occur while building a business. So it's really helped me keep, uh, keep me focused, uh, quite frankly, with regards to Avrani and, and every other factor in my life. Got it. We'll put that in the show notes. And, you know, if you could go back in time when you started working on a business in 2017, what is the one thing you would have focused on or, or anything you would have done differently? I... I wouldn't have done anything differently, to be honest. I, I think uh, even some of the setbacks that we've had have served as profound learnings for myself and Justin. And as we, we quite frankly wouldn't have learned those lessons without making those mistakes. And making them has made us even more confident in pushing forward and growing the business uh, confidently and unapologetically uh, so that we continue to, to grow and, and stay true to our mission and ourselves. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think I would not do anything different. And just as she said, um, you know, for every mistake, there was a learning. And I think that journey has made us stronger, better, faster, and uh, we'll continue to do so. Got it. And, and do you have any favorite online tool, for example, Gmail, Slack? Uh, I mean, mine would honestly be Spotify. Uh, I'm always listening to music. I have it in uh, the background of everything I'm doing and different moods. And it's, it also helps me stay focused and motivated throughout the day. Uh, Justin, do you have any favorite online tool? You know, I, it's, such a, it's such an interesting question. I use the internet literally all day. Um, honestly, I, I was good, that's what, yeah, my answer was gonna be a big shout out to Shopify. Um, not that they need it, they're killing it, but uh, <laughs> they are the backbone and the skeleton of the Avrani business. Uh, our entire backend is built on Shopify. All of our orders are processed by Shopify. There is even a Shopify capital um, that has helped provide some working capital funding for us. Um, you know, 
so far, so good. Knock on wood. Everything has been going really well with, uh, with this platform. And we expect to continue to stay with Shopify for years to come. Yeah, Shop- Shopify is truly a great uh, product. Um, and, and, you know, what is the best way people can, uh, can look into your Republic campaign? Yeah, they should visit us at the Republic campaign. It's uh, republic.com backslash Avrani, A-A-V as in Victor, R-A-N as in Nancy, I. Um, we are currently open. We're raising um, Rushi. I know we didn't really talk about it on this, but Rushi was just named Forbes 30 under 30, uh, which is incredibly exciting for our entire team. Uh, we're about to send an announcement over um, the Republic platform, letting everyone know about it. Um, but this is the exciting time. I would recommend getting in as soon as possible. The campaign is going really well. There is a chance that uh, we close that early. Of course, full notification will be uh, made if that is the case. But uh, check us out on Republic. And then, of course, check us out on our website and our Instagram. Uh, the website is avrani.com. A-A-V-R-A-N-I.com. And then our Instagram is just at Avrani. Uh, and, you know, we cannot wait to continue to uh, connect or to connect with all the, the listeners here. Um, check us out. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, feel free to DM us at Avrani on Instagram. Uh, we would love to interact with you and, and learn more. Awesome. And uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you? The best way... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can email us at uh, rushi at avrani.com and justin at avrani.com. Got it. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes and, uh, uh, you know, best of luck for, for, your fu- for, for the Republic campaign and the future campaign that you're about to do. Uh, and thank you so much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate speaking to you guys. Of course. Likewise. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.